eat pray and love this is what lippy ma'am answered when i asked her what her top values she is a multi talented artist and i literally mean it because she has done so many things i can't really fit that into a 1 minute introduction this conversation is full of love full of compassion and if you are someone who is looking to find purpose in your life or if you are someone who is just leading a life that's not happy you should listen to this conversation if you have any valuable feedback please let us know in the comment box thank you ma'am you know uh, so we have spoken a lot of times on the phone and this is for everyone who is going to view the podcast to understand what kind of magnitude of person you are right uh, so when i google someone if you know i'm doing some research on a guest i make sure that i do my homework right and then people don't usually go to the page 2 of google because whatever they want they get it on the page 1 but you were someone i had to actually go to the page 2 of youtube and page 2 of google to you know to know more about you because you had so much going on there that's the first thing that you know uh, i was like very astonished very surprised as well and obviously made me so excited to you know speak with you second thing say so send me a few pictures right there was one picture uh it had like various guest everyone had their designation it like author uh, artist blah 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 but uh like under your name it was written multi talented artist i think it speaks a lot about you <laughs> because they did not have that kind of space on the on the on the image to you know fit everything that that you have been doing so ma'am it's an honor to speak with you thank you so much for being on the podcast uh tell us how are you so monica very good afternoon to you and to uh, everyone who's watching us and uh, you just made my day you just made my <laughs> afternoon you just made my year and um, I, and i really hope that you're not pulling my leg no and no, no <laughs> i i would never do that i would never do that so thank you uh, manik uh, for taking the trouble uh, to listen to me it's a i'm pleasure. quite uh, always a pleasure i'm uh, quite excited to um, speak to you thank you so much exactly ma'am uh, ma'am so like i'll cut right to the slack i want to, because you do so much things I want to understand. Was there a point where, like, you no? Know, is there a before and after point in your life? Like, sort of something happened and you just decide, okay, I am going to take my responsibility up towards the community. Is there a before and after point in your life? Yeah. So, so Manik, I think you have uh, asked me a, a question which is uh, very, very important. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sure everyone has uh, one such turning point mm. in their lives. Yeah. for example uh, you must have heard of saint francis of assisi who was um, the son of a wealthy um, uh, italian uh, land owner and uh, he was quite a playboy and um, uh, he was enjoying life to the full and then um, he uh, got to uh, to fight uh, a battle for assisi okay. he was imprisoned and um, then he had some debilitating illness Okay. and that sort of uh, you know uh, made him take a turn about in his life and uh, he uh, sort of decided to um, change his uh, life to one of poverty and service mm-hmm. and uh, it converted him this um, uh, this um, incident in his life uh, and he devoted his life to um, serving the masses mm-hmm. and um, mother teresa 
she was on her annual retreat to um, i think darjeeling and okay. uh, the train was uh, winding around the uh, beautiful mountains and the um, scenic um, beauty um, uh, uh, all around but mother teresa was inside praying and then she says that she heard a call she heard a call asking her to leave the convent okay. and go out into the um, uh, public and serve the poor and the um, the poor and the needy and uh, that is when you know uh, her real mission begins mm. so monik i would uh, like to tell you that um, um, i was going through a very trying time in my life okay so my husband he he's a great devotee of sai baba okay and shirdi sai baba and there used to be a photograph of shirdi sai baba in our bedroom right and um, um one night i had a dream that sai baba was you know sort of blessing me and um, um i tried to remove his hand in the dream okay. and it was coming back onto my head again i started to sort of remove his hand but again it was coming back mm -hmm. and then you know i took it as a sign that he wanted mm -hmm. me to sort of you know seek guidance from him so i started reading the sai sacharitra uh, i don't know whether you know about the sai sacharitra it's like you know uh, the holy book of sai baba okay. shirdi sai baba and i was doing the parayan or you know i was reading the book mm -hmm. and i i was in the 38th chapter right and um, uh, and the 38th chapter says that you know um, the best of charities is the charity of food and at noon time like all of us are hungry and the needy and the uh, the mute those who cannot speak they are also hungry and if we feed them then it's like feeding god himself so this is the 30th chapter which i was reading and uh, i was having a taking a nap in the afternoon and then i had this vision of uh, shirdi sai baba uh, telling me that uh, he was hungry okay and i woke up and uh, i just realized that you know he was asking me to feed him and what was the way in which i could feed him it was by feeding the needy around me so i think that was the turning point in my life where you know i i uh, sort of uh, had a vision of uh, sai baba asking me to feed him so you know that was definitely a turning point in my life that's a beautiful story ma'am because and you remember it so precisely i think yes. it speaks a lot about you that you remember the 38th chapter yeah it's a because you remember the details it tells yeah. how huge it was for you yes right and i think uh, you know it happened for good because you have been so many things for the society uh, ma'am i want to ask uh, okay what was your age when this happened when this incident happened so um, this must have been uh, sometime around uh, uh, i think i was just newly married and uh, i must have been 21 okay and ma'am how the like how has it impacted your life i know you have impacted a lot of lives but how has it impacted your life you know after you have started being so much socially active so manik uh, you know i just uh, took it uh, as sai baba's uh, indication to me that uh, this is what he wanted me to do he was guiding me basically mm. and it was as though you know he had uh, taken me um, uh, under his guidance okay. and he was guiding me you know he's a guru he's considered a guru yes. and as my guru uh, you know they say 
uh, when the time is ripe, the teacher arrives. So I didn't go to Sai Baba uh, myself. Sai Baba chose me. Mm-hmm. You know that dream I had of him blessing me at night when I was going through a trying time in my life. You know, he chose me. I do not know why he chose me, but he chose me and he guided me. He showed me the way. Right. Ma'am, because you do a lot of things, how do you manage your time? And I believe you are an amazing, you have an amazing, you have a gift of God actually. There is so so much good uh, time management skills. So if you can also share it with me and, you know, anyone who is going to listen to this conversation, how do you manage so many things? And, you know, in, everyone has 24 hours. How do you manage so much? So, uh, so uh, Manik, I wish I had been an American where, you know, I could have uh, spoken to you more. The, uh, the Americans, they say, you know, they know uh, a lot about time management okay. and, um, you know, they, they have different techniques, how to get a work done faster. <laughs> uh, you know, they know all the techniques. But uh, here I am, an Indian and um, uh, not a um, uh, very good time manager, I think. But um, uh, uh, Monica, I think because uh, now we are in the throes of the pandemic, so um, much of our activities are curbed. True. So, uh, so I have a 12-hour day uh, from 7 in the morning to 7 in the evening where, you know, I take out my art materials out into, the, uh, into my garden and, you know, um, um, I'm chilling in nature, enjoying the early sunlight early mm-hmm. morning sunlight and the flowers blooming around me the chirping of the birds and um, cook, the cuckoo calling and uh, you, find you know so, so much beauty in everything yeah i'm uh, i'm sort of you know uh, one with nature and um, uh, i i start painting early in the morning and it goes on to the uh, till seven o'clock and then um, uh, this is uh, thank god because of corona I'm getting uh, so much time to devote to something I love. And um, so at the end of the day, you know, um, uh, I I like to take a shower bath, you know, where I uh, visualize myself, you know, getting rid of all the um, uh, tensions and all the stress. And then I'm uh, sitting in front of my altar um, chanting, you know, that gives me tremendous peace. And uh, so that is basically, you know, how my life is, you know, quite calm and collected and uh, united to nature and the almighty, the God of the universe. So I'm quite a collected person who doesn't do uh, my, but but sometimes in the mornings, you know, uh, then there might be. Uh, I might have to speak on malnutrition okay. or I might have to go out for an inauguration of an ambulance uh, mm-hmm. for the um, um, disabled or, uh, you know, I might have to do something or the other. But um, otherwise, life is, you know, quite peaceful. So it's quite a peaceful day. Ma'am, you know, one thing that I observed while you were answering, something that, that I told just that you are very, like you find beauty in everything. And one thing that tells me about you is that you're very mindful of everything even while you were having a conversation with us before this i could see that the thing that you know the most important thing at that time was the conversation we were having you were not distracted at all you were just into the conversation is it something that comes very naturally to you or did you like you know practice it over the years 
because this is something i practice a lot to you know to not get distracted and if i am having conversation with you it's just you right now no one you know nothing can bother me and when i am let's say taking a walk i'll make sure that i focus on my breathing i focus on how i am walking i focus on the cuckoo calling and the chirping birds and everything so is this something that you you know practice consciously or does it just come to you so manik i would like to tell you as an artist one has to uh, be aware every moment you know mm. so that's the practice you know as an artist uh, that makes me mindful of every moment so uh, and uh, if you uh, delve deep into any spiritual book or any great uh, thought leader they would tell you live in the moment yes, like you know exactly. uh, that's live the, the secret of spirituality that's the uh, secret of good living but mm. uh, i think it's um, my being an artist you know that gives me this uh, immense uh, ability to focus on the little things True. and on the present this is i think something um, as an artist you know that has uh, sort of uh, it's inbuilt into me you see things very differently and ma'am because i know for a fact that you do a lot of you do a lot of charity work a lot of your arts you know you, you auction them and uh, all the proceedings go to charity and i think you have a very different relationship with money so what is it for you like you know what how do you see money so uh, Ma- manik i would like to tell you that um, uh, for many uh, for many philanthropists um, philanthropy is a mirror on the wall so oh, when so when we say it's a mirror on the wall what do we mean by that so it's like basically you know they are you. they are so self absorbed they are so into themselves that they are always peering into the mirror they would like to be seen at galas they would like to be uh, seen at um, um, fundraisers they would like to be seen at uh, uh, you know uh, various um, you know good events you know that would show them in good light mm-hmm. so uh, so uh, we have celebrities you know who would wear uh, who wear a diamond and um, uh gold and emerald encrusted sarees oh, and wow. yeah. uh, still they want to be on the top philanthropist list you know okay. it's just you know to uh, it's uh, an advanced form of narcissism if we may uh, say so so uh, mm, uh, this is also not a very bad thing because you know uh, it helps um, the donors you know so they can just cash in on the egos of the um, true, of true. these people and you know uh, bring donations to a cause true. but then there are people like sudha murthy you know mm. she uh, i heard a, a, an interview of hers recently where um, she had um, she was on a visit to kashi okay. um, i think some 12 years back is, is this the one with shashi tharoor no no oh. not with shashi tharoor this okay. is some other uh, this is another one okay. and uh, she says that you know in kashi there is a tradition that one has to give up something that is uh, one has to give up something yes. and she said that you know um, i thought what what is it that i can give up and um, uh, for many people uh, having money means you know wearing good clothes you know having many many clothes sure. so she gave up uh, buying clothes and she said for uh, the past 12 years i haven't bought a single sari so so i think that's uh, that's quite amazing don't you think so and absolutely uh, and um, uh, i would like to tell you uh, monik that uh, for me um, money is a 
way to further my ikigai which is to sort of um, help others and every single um, uh, amount of money that i get from any source anywhere i use it to you know to help others so uh, for me it's um, money is a medium to help others more than anything else because you have very different kind of relationship with money how do you choose what cause do you want to connect yourself with how do you select okay this is something i can uh, you know probably take more responsibility towards and do you also because i i think you're a person who you know cannot easily say no to something is it is it right do you feel it like is it difficult for you to say no to something so monik i think um, uh, i like to use my position to sort of you know um uh, bring attention to various causes and uh, uh, like uh, you know i'm involved with a, um, a lot many causes like uh, malnutrition uh, saving the girl child uh, blood banks and um, reaching out to children with uh, cerebral palsy and um, the gender uh, fi- uh, fighting gender disparity um, menstrual hygiene and um, then we have you know uh, i pay a lot of visit to destitute uh, women's homes and then uh, i'm involved with uh, uh, raising money for uh, causes through art okay and uh, aids hiv aids drugs control and uh, breast cancer uh, so human rights you name it manik i am just involved with everything but uh, but uh, the um, the cause which, which is closest to my heart is save the girl child okay that is closest to my heart because i think that is um, so hunger is a big issue in india you know right. but uh, other than hunger um, the girl child is also very close to my heart saving the girl child mm-hmm. which is i think india's number one problem absolutely ma'am uh, i think so so ma'am once you choose the cause that you want to you know uh, want to divert your time to yes. then how do you like do you already have opportunities or how do you get in touch with uh, or how do you decide okay this is an ngo let's say that i can connect with how do you choose that you know how do, how to go about any cause that you think you can relate to so whenever i find a cause which i can relate to then you know i start to interact more and more with them I I I try to uh, get involved more and more with them. For example, uh, with the cause of the girl child, you know, I started uh, making a series of uh, paintings on the girl child, okay. you know, to make people more aware of the importance of the girl child in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, also there are NGOs, you know, which uh, celebrate uh, the birthdays of the newborn children in the hospitals, you know. I uh, joined them in uh, sort of you know celebrating the birthdays of the newborn girls and you know I work closely with them you know I'm more actively and closely connected with them Absolutely ma'am I th- uh, so when the things you said ma'am you are very inclusive person you want to you know because you have been working for uh, pe- uh, people who have cerebral palsy you are working with uh, people who are disabled so you are making sure that no one feels left out Yes right and i uh, like i can feel because there have been times when i was like you know i was left out as a person and those who have those who understand the pain of it they are the people who are actually very compassionate and ma'am uh, the conversations i have had with you i i can see a lot of not lot i think all the conversations they come out of compassion empathy and sheer uh, 
like understanding and sheer understanding of human psychology and sheer this like you just want to help everyone right so what are your values like you know do you recognize your values and how do you uh, infuse them in your causes uh what do you mean um, like values uh, what do you mean by when you say values so your your personal values what are your personal values so so i would like to tell you manik that um, i uh, like uh, osho says uh, that um, you know when we um, uh, accept who we are you know life becomes a big celebration mm. you know it uh, becomes full of psychedelic colors and every moment is so juicy okay. and um, like uh, you know it's uh, important to realize uh, to accept um, who we are so uh, so my values if you uh, ask me would be eat pray and love so you That's know a very amazing answer yeah. eat pray and love so you know uh, uh, not many people look at that but food is such a precious thing you know true, um true. food is such a precious thing and uh, getting to eat it getting food to eat every day you know i celebrate my food i celebrate my relationship with uh, god and uh, i try to love as many people as i can so if you if you ask me what my values are it's eat pray and love because uh, you know um, there's a, a gourmet side to me also you know somebody who appreciates the food she eats you know like uh, i think it's very essential that uh, we be grateful for the food that we sure. get to eat because uh, hunger is such an issue all over the world and uh, india in spite of being the biggest uh, food producer in the world uh, i think uh, one third of the children in india are uh, malnourished they are hungry true, true. so it is uh, such a blessing to be able to get food to eat absolutely man talking about causes man what are the major causes that north india is uh, major social evils that north india is facing right now or the problems that north india is facing right now so uh, manik i would like to tell you that uh, i think uh, right now we have one major uh, problem all over the world and that is the corona pandemic True. and the corona pandemic has uh, just wreaked uh, havoc uh, and uh, it's the same in north india as well yes. uh, it's uh, specially affected the marginalized uh, uh, communities. communities and the women and the children and people who you know live uh, uh, on the substrata you know there you know we find a lot uh, a lot of gender inequality and domestic violence has risen you would be surprised mm. to know that dial yeah. 112 service of the punjab police received uh, i think uh, 133 calls per day um, wow. from march 20 to april 20 okay that's uh, how the yeah. dg of punjab you know that's what he said wow. that um, it's uh, it, it's risen by uh, 34% domestic violence and um, half of the population has gone below the poverty line and uh, so corona pandemic has uh, really you know wrecked havoc in the, this part of india as in other parts as well right uh, ma'am you know a lot of people underestimate what one person can do they you know and they don't understand that every like you know small uh, actions they have a bigger impact yes and ma'am because you do so many things do you have any personal story to share that you know where you did something small but it had a huge impact or you know there was a like 
uh, there was a snowball effect and it, whatever you did it actually resulted into something very big so I'm sure I'm, i i can i i i think you have a good story about that so uh, so manik i'm uh, quite uh, happy with that question of yours <laughs> because this is we have this um, uh phenomena called mirroring you know okay. where people you know uh, where spouses copy each other okay. we the students copy the teachers yeah. and um, uh, people copy their favorite celebrities we are actually from the line of the apes no so <laughs> so yes. it's quite yeah. common for we us we evolved in this way yeah. that you know yeah. you want to copy yeah it. so we uh, uh, you know humans uh, do a lot of copying so yeah. mirroring is a very common phenomena in society and um, and uh, you would be surprised that um, um, during the uh, lockdown uh, in 2020 um, uh, there were these labor colonies for whom i was uh, the i was making sandwiches for the children of these labor colonies okay and um, and i thought i would make it very interesting and i started making rainbow sandwiches for okay. these uh, little children um, and um, i used to pack it with uh, chocolates and um, bananas you know to make it um, uh, a little yeah. cheerful for them and uh, so you know i uh, somehow the and uh, you know some the news just got out and uh, uh, like you know p- p- many of my friends uh, saw the pictures of these rainbow sandwiches <laughs> and then the media pounced on it and you know they they were quite <laughs> excited uh, about the rainbow sandwiches that i was making for the children of the labor colonies okay and you know so they thought it was uh, something very exciting that i was doing and actually many of my friends you know they started cooking exotic food for the <laughs> uh, labor colonies and you know i actually spearheaded that um, um, uh, thing i'm uh, um, i have a lot to thank those um, uh, rainbow sandwiches for you know it, they actually spearheaded a movement in which Uh, all my friends and uh, uh, many whom i did not know even even they started uh, cooking um, wonderful food for the children and uh, sending it to the labor colonies so i think that was quite uh, exciting um, the phenomena of rainbow sandwiches and many of my friends even wanted me to host uh, rainbow sandwich parties for them as well <laughs> you know so the rainbow sandwiches were quite a hit you know and uh, they brought some uh, good into the labor colonies during the lockdown That's a beautiful story, and uh, so you know, one of my friends I was telling you, he has come from Bombay. So during lockdown, he started something called fordailywages dot com, where you would uh, like create a fundraiser. Let Let's say if it's my birthday, I'll create a fundraiser on their website, and uh, like you know, I'll ask people to donate as much as they can. Like you know, if they were to uh, give me any sort of gift, don't do that. Just donate on the website, and what what it does. you uh, like you know you click donate the person from the website they get in touch with you they give you the address directly of any any person who is a daily wager and then you can uh, like order the groceries and deliver it to them directly there is no mediator there you don't have to pay anyone you just order it directly to their place i think it's a beautiful thing ma'am especially during uh, this lockdown the people as you said the marginalized community the women they uh like there's a rise in domestic violence a lot of people fell below the poverty line it's a horrible thing and i'm very happy that people like you have been working uh so much for these uh, for you know people who may not be able to afford uh even like basic necessities during uh, uh during lockdown and ma'am another thing that you have been working really hard is the human rights i saw a picture of you where you went to the hard jail 
and i uh, because i read the lot about the hard jail i understand how is it inside the jail i understand you know like i i've also seen the map of it and everything uh, from a book called black warrant so i want do you have any uh, like story to share because i'm very excited to know uh, you know if you have any personal experience from the tihar jail so manik uh, generally i like to work with the inmates of the prisons um, uh, and uh, when we were in delhi um uh, uh i thought it was a good opportunity to visit tihar because uh, you know tihar is uh, as you must be knowing is the second largest uh, prison in the uh, south asian uh, network yes and uh, it has some of the most hardcore criminals mm. and uh, i just wanted to have an idea um as to uh, i wanted to uh, wanted to know that um, what is uh, what makes these criminals tick you know what makes them so bad mm. what what makes them so dark what pushes them over the boundary yes basically. exactly that's uh, uh, well said so um, so when i uh, entered tihar you know i saw this um, uh, the statue of buddha okay. uh, with uh, yeah and uh, the jail authorities they you know uh, they told me that uh, Uh, the statue of buddha was uh, kept over there you know because the story of angulimala was narrated to these prisoners always you know okay. the dreaded uh, criminal angulimala whom buddha had reformed okay so uh, now when we entered uh, i saw these beautiful paintings of venice and the gondolas and then we went to jail number 4 which houses um, art behind bars Okay. you know for the tihar inmates okay. and so i spent a morning uh, painting with these people uh, with these inmates and uh, about 100 of the chosen uh, uh, chosen out of all of them you know uh, so i painted and uh, i got to uh, sort of interact with them and um, they they had you know there were pictures of uh, flowers you know on the walls there were pictures of flowers and uh, portraits of friends and relatives and um, Uh, lots of uh, flowers uh, lots of banaras ghats and uh, so as we painted together um, uh, i just got a peep into the psyche of these people you know mm. so it was like a dark shut wor- world for them you know where they would be depressed they would be addicted and uh, you know they were crying all the time and art actually brought light into their lives you know true, true. like uh, like buddha with his uh, preachings Uh, imparted so much of knowledge to uh, angulimala and transformed him art actually managed to transform so many individuals in the tihar jail and i met this guy called mohammed ayub you know okay. he had actually made uh, i think 1.6 lakhs out of From you know our, okay. out of uh, his paintings okay. that he had made uh, painted inside the jail and uh, so it gave gave them uh, an opportunity to sort of you know focus on something that would bring meaning and light into their lives and uh, art had actually transformed the lives of these tihar inmates so art is a very transformative and uh, an amazing tool i think i realized that uh, on my visit to tihar that you know art is a very very spiritual thing it can actually take away your darkness and make you a very noble and spiritual person absolutely ma'am so something is told reminds me of uh, an ngo i was working with 
where we were using sports as a tool to for peace and development for bringing people together and as you said man i think that's a beautiful perspective of art you know it breaks the barriers of yes. you know of people the geographical barriers and even the barriers that we have in our head yes and i think uh, but man do you have any other uh, like something that you realized through art on how it can be like how it is such a powerful tool because uh, you know it connects people that's the first thing it also improves you as a person is that right so so manik i think uh, art is a it's it's a form of meditation and so uh. you can say it's uh, it's a spiritual it's something spiritual you know like pablo picasso said art is something that washes of the dirt the dust of our uh, of our souls so you know that is what art does you know for uh, people and uh, not only for those who are creating it but as well for the people who are watching it you know mm. when you um, buy a piece of art and keep it in your home and you look at it at the end of a hard working day you know it has the power to wash off the dirt and the dust of the everyday fatigue from you so i think art is very very powerful ma'am how does your routine look like and how you know how do you manage all of these things in one single day so so monik i would like to tell you that uh, the pandemic has actually made it easier for me <laughs> because uh, otherwise you know uh, there would be events in the morning and there would be lunches uh, in the afternoon and then uh, events to go to in the evening and you know i was totally out of you know sort of control okay. but um, the coming of the pandemic has sort of put things in order for me and i have more time to devote to my painting and my writing um and sometimes i just maybe uh, have to go online to speak mm-hmm. about something or be a part of a panel discussion and uh, sometimes i just go out maybe to inaugurate something or to you know speak about something but uh, otherwise uh, m- most of my time i ha- i can devote to my art and my writing mm-hmm. so ma'am so the pandemic has been kind to me so, oh, absolutely i think it has been kind to a lot of people as well uh, so ma'am as you said that you know now uh like before pandemic you had a lot of things going on so during those times i'm going back to 2019 how did you used to align yourself back to back on track basically so so uh, so monik it was like being in a whirlwind okay. so uh, you know i was not uh, 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 not in control of myself mm-hmm. and uh, i would just be like a hurricane all through the day and at the end of the day i would just take a shower and sit in front of my altar and chant and then just uh, go to sleep so you know um, my life was totally out of my control and i'm a little happy that it's in my hi- hands right now so i'm quite happy about that that's a beautiful answer ma'am and you said that you chant before you sleep uh, i want uh, and i hope it, like you know you are okay to answer that but why do you chant before sleeping so uh, so uh, monik i would like to tell you that uh, you know um, uh there are some chants there are some uh, words have immense power you know um so so when when i tell you oh you are a very fine person manik so you are going to it, it's going to bring a smile to your face mm-hmm. even something basic as that has the power to you know bring a smile to your face mm-hmm. so these chants they are you know ancient uh, formulas created by rishis and seers and which you know uh, put us in uh, 
tune with the universe okay. and uh, when you are chanting you are again in alignment with the universe so you mm. know uh, that's a great way of de-stressing and uh, of realigning with the world you know at the end of of the day realigning yourself putting yourself uh, in tune with the universe and it uh, takes away all your um, uh, stress uh, and uh, um, uh, you know it fills you with uh, fresh energy and um, fresh life ma'am you know it's it's a very important life skill that what you just said because you see a lot of people while they let's say while they are done with their day while they are about to sleep they don't acknowledge of what had happened in the day they don't de-stress themselves they just go to sleep and i think it's very dangerous because you know you pile up the emotions inside you the the you know the the thoughts they just clutter into your head and th- that results into a lot of mental health issues and ma'am do you have any you know like uh, some tips on how to make sure that you de-stress yourself uh, how to make sure that you sleep with a peace of mind so i think it's so important to de-stress at the end of a day because you know we all have mobile phones right <laughs> and we all remember to put it on charge sure. uh, before Never we go sleeping. to sleep because if we don't put it on charge then it wouldn't be able to function the next day and the most of the problems of the modern day world are uh, those of you know um, uh, exhaustion and uh, drained out energy and uh, we mm-hmm. do not take the trouble uh, to uh, take care of ourselves at uh, you know on a regular basis it's so important that we do it so uh, we could do it in any way that we like it could be by maybe uh, listening to some music for others it could be like reading a good book for others it could be like writing a diary and um, so everyone i'm sure has their own unique way of rewinding for some it could be that um, um, a cup of uh, a hot drink before sure, going to sure. b- uh, bed so different pa- people have you know different w- uh, ways of uh, you know rewinding at the end of the day uh, and uh, i think uh, president barack obama he had this uh, habit of you know playing uh, for half an hour with his blackberry okay. at the end of his uh, you know hectic day and um, i was quite amused that you know that was enough for uh, the most powerful man to sort of you know uh, de-stress yeah. you know but de-stressing is so very important mm-hmm. ma'am but uh, so does art also help you to de-stress so so uh, um, monik i would like to tell you when you are creating art you are w- one with your creation and uh, um, any kind of creation crea- the creative process is a very purifying process it cleanses you of all negativity it fills you with positivity and uh, it's the most uplifting thing you know and uh, um, um, i'm sure if you ask uh, anybody who has ever um, practiced um, uh, painting you know somebody who's not a regular painter but who has practiced painting they would uh, just tell you what a kick it gives one you know it's mm. so rejuvenating you know the playing with the colors and um, uh creating uh, something you yeah. know that is uh, something it's something very very uh what shall i say it's uh, it's very very beautiful it's something it's very amazing very fulfilling because you create something out of 
scratch like yes. you know you create something from zero to something yes. really beautiful yes and ma'am i i believe writing uh, because you are also an author yeah that's right it's also uh, you know it's also kind of art yes right so what gives you the motivation to write or you know to pen down uh, things that you wanted to what gave you the motivation so manik i belong to a family of writers and uh, my great grandfather uh, he's in fact called the dickens of uh, orissa wow. and um, he brought in a revolution in the oriya language and uh, he's the founder he's the father of the modern oriya language and right. uh, basically my family uh, we have schools and colleges named after him in orissa wow. and um, uh, so he was a social reformer He's called Vyasa Kavi Fakir Mohan Senapati. Okay. So, uh, so writing is something that um, runs in my blood. Everyone in my family writes. So, uh, when I write, um, the books of my great grandfather are a source of inspiration for me. So, you know, uh, before the uh, October Revolution, uh, before the Marxist ideas came to India, um, uh, Fakir Mohan Senapati, my great grandfather. had written a novel called chaman athagunt in okay. odis in odia so what, what does that mean what does that so this is mean? the uh, uh, about the uh, a measure of land okay. chaman athagunt is a measure of land okay so this uh, particular book it created a sensation in orissa and uh, uh, this was all about the feudal lords exploiting the peasants and he was much ahead of his times you know he was to- talking when others were talking about kings and queens here was a writer who was talking about the exploitation in the society about uh, feudal lords you know exploiting the peasants and uh, you know i think writing is a beautiful uh, medium uh, through which one can um, uh, sort of um, uh, share about the social crises uh, that are prevalent in society and uh, that one can uh, you know sort of uh, offer answers you know open it keep it open to de- debate make people aware of the social uh, issues in society so uh, so you know uh, my uh, latest novel um, if the blue lotus sings mm-hmm. is uh, about the corruption in the jagannath uh, culture okay. of orissa okay. you know in the temple culture <laughs> so you know um, if the blue lotus sings was a big hit with everyone because uh, it um, brought uh, the jagannath uh, cult um, to the notice of the others mm. and uh, it talks about the um, you know the controversial temple culture of the jagannath temple of puri in orissa ma'am i told you i am very observant another thing that i observe right now you are very vocal about things no matter what if you feel something's not right you are someone who will not you know go like you are someone who, someone who will make sure that it's voiced out will make sure that it reaches the right kind of ears i think that's very commendable uh, and another thing i told you you are someone who leads by example what you told me about the rainbow sandwiches yeah. that's a beautiful story i st- i'm still ch- cherishing that moment when you you know told me the story uh, ma'am i have a last few personal questions So you said uh, that you you are a family or your family is a family of writers. Uh, your grandfather was called Dickens of uh, Odisha. So it's like a yes, it's it's a it's an honor first thing, but it also brings you a lot of responsibility, right? So, ma'am, when you were young, uh, let's say I'm talking about your teenage years, uh, you know, when you were like 
uh, when you were on the cusp of becoming an adult and uh, so did you ever feel this pressure of you know that you have to do something did you ever feel it as a compulsion or did you always know that this is the right thing to do and i have to do that so manik uh, um i never uh, uh, was very much aware that uh, 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 that i hold such a big legacy mm-hmm. uh, to tell you the truth uh, it dawned on me very late okay. that you know uh, i uh, was part of such a rich legacy but uh, but then um, um, my father uh, who was uh, also in the administrative services um, he sort of you know uh, brought some of uh, his values into us okay. and uh, one of those important values was that you know you should not be afraid to change the society around you you know because uh, even one person's uh, effort would pay off would um, uh, sort of you know bring in a lot of change so these were the values that were brought in by my uh, father but for a very long time i was uh, not even aware that i was part of you know such a huge legacy but what lived on were uh, sort of um, the values um, that were instilled in us by my father and my mother right uh, ma'am so another question that i have for you is uh, again it's kind of personal question but what is the like the most personal cause to you that is something that you relate to so much and you know if i say there's just one thing that you could change around you what would that be uh, you mean to say the cause which is most important yes ma'am that's very close to your heart yeah so uh, so i would like to tell you uh, monik that uh, uh, saving the girl child is a you know uh, cause which is very close to my heart uh, but uh, even more closer is hunger you know mm. hunger is a um, uh, hunger is a huge thing you know uh, and um, india being such a uh, one of the biggest food producers uh, of the world you know has uh, one third of its uh, Uh, children uh, in malnourished condition yeah. so you know uh, it should be you know we should all think of uh, this uh, ancient legacy that we have of uh, you know atithi devo bhava so you know when somebody comes to your door you know somebody comes to your door they should be you know fed and uh, the tetri upanishad says that you know like uh, mm, you should see uh, every one as same as you the whole world is one the bhagavad gita says the same thing True. so um, so uh, saving the girl child is important very important but more important is you know we uh, we should try to wipe out hunger as much as we can i'm sure we can uh, share a meal with another person Absolutely. you know many people these days they don't believe in sharing a single Uh, their uh, own meal with someone someone you know uh, times have come to such a pass that um, you know they don't believe in you know sharing uh, food you know people don't believe in that anymore but another thing i don't uh, i wonder whether you've heard of peplantri village in uh, rajasthan where um, the um, owner the head of the village lost his daughter kiran and he you know sort of uh, went on this mission to save the girl child okay so uh, uh, peplantri village uh, in rajasthan um, is uh, one village where when a, chi- a girl child is born 
so um, the villagers you know they contribute 21000 and 10000 is taken from the parents and then the money is set up and the girl is educated and then the money that is uh, put together is to be used when she gets married so i think this is such an amazing example because the problem of the girl child you know you are not going to believe this money uh, i would like to tell you that uh, you know there was this young officer um, who was uh, from rajasthan and uh, uh, he was blessed with a girl child okay and uh, you know as soon as she was born this is quite depressing and uh, the next morning she had developed some uh, kind of infection so i was quite surprised that how did this happen and then i learned later on you know when i was reading about the peplantri village that you know when a girl child is born you know the uh, the mother the elders sometimes you know the very parents they put a grain inside the mouth of the child and they rub it inside so that the girl child picks up infection and uh, dies that's horrible so just can you imagine somebody who was an officer uh, had done it to his very own daughter a newborn child so that is the state of the girl child in india which is very very pathetic and my new uh, series uh, of paintings is focusing on the girl child and i think the cause of the girl child should be really taken up by the indian society that's a horrible story and uh what ma'am the last part of your story like you know how you have been creating the new series of your art as it revolves around uh, saving the girl child i think that's a beautiful initiative and we'll make sure we uh, also attach your instagram and all the sources where you know people can learn more about you and ma'am something you you said that people are you know even we have come to such times that we are not even you know able to share a meal with someone yeah right so ma'am and something i said earlier we underestimate one what one person can do exactly so what would be your advice to anyone who is watching this on how to do something about uh you know causes like poverty hunger uh saving the girl child or you know uh, uh educating people so how can one person even you know if even if they don't have to go out of their way just sitting at home or you know just 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 going out of their home and doing something what are things that one person can do to you know improve quality of life of someone else so you know uh, uh, i would like to go back to the tetri upanishad which says that uh, once you realize that uh, of course all of us uh, are not spiritually evolved but uh, that's what the upanishad says that uh, once you realize that the whole world is one you would understand that your happiness lies in the happiness of others and um, uh, uh, what i would like to say that uh, in our own special way in our own very own ways you know where we are exposed to uh, you know whatever is within our means we can share our food with the needy we can share uh, we can bring up our girl childs uh, girl children with uh, love give them good education make them empowered and um, uh, you know uh, we can maybe donate blood we can maybe you know uh, organize sports for cerebral palsy children you know in our small any very small ways whatever little uh, difference we can make you know as you know uh, must as i'm sure you know that uh, tiny drops of water 
put together exactly make an ocean make an ocean yes. so you know these tiny uh, good acts by every single uh, person would make a huge impact i'm sure we and we should start making a difference in our very own lives i think that's very important absolutely and that's a beautiful message for anyone who is listening because uh, i think a lot of people can take inspiration from people like you who have been doing so much for the society uh, ma'am but i think one of the last questions would be how do you find the like you know what motivates you right now i know you do a lot of work but what is the motivation factor behind the society or bef- bef- behind the societal work that you do what uh, is your motivation so uh, what do you mean when you say that uh, what is it that exactly motivates me to yes, do the ma'am. work that i do yes, yes. so uh, now i would like to tell you that uh, i would like to uh, go back to that uh, dream of mine okay. that vision that i had you know when i was passing through a bad phase so this was the direction that had been given to me that mm-hmm. uh, just follow this path and this is the path that i have been following so many years and um, i think uh, i believe in osho's uh, thought that when we um, uh, are sort of you know grateful for all that we are except uh, what all that we are life becomes a celebration and you must be knowing that i would tell you like to tell you that the butterfly is a source of inspiration for me so the butterfly has only i think a life of about a one week or um, maybe 10 days the color the one in colorado has about 10 days but the butterfly li- believes in living in the moment because you know life is so short so that is also how i think that i'm here now and i'm gone tomorrow so life is very short and uh, it's a good opportunity um, to do good and uh, life is a celebration we should celebrate it as much as we can with all the good deeds we can ma'am i have a last question for you and i'm very excited for this because i'm sure you know the answer to it how to lead a life full of purpose and a happy life so uh, um, so manik i would like to tell you this that uh, um, uh, purpose that is what you know defines the life it's mm-hmm. what we call ikigai you know the japanese uh, 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 they are the longest living uh, individuals mm-hmm. on the planet yeah. and we think it is uh, maybe because of the diet that they follow but that is not the case because uh, uh, the japanese have something unique to them and that is called the ikigai so what is the ikigai the ikigai is uh, uh, not exactly uh, their work it is something they do that influences their society as a whole the society appreciates them for what they do so for um, a, a grandmother it could be sort of passing on um, uh, advice to the newer generation for a fisherman it could be uh, catching fish for his family and his community his village or his uh, town and uh, for a choir master uh, it would be something like holding a service uh, a weekly service and uh, very often it is found that when people retire they also die why is that because they lose their ikigai True. their reason to live and it is so very important for all of us you know to have uh, an ikigai our reason to live and uh, and how would we find our ikigai when there is something you know that you know sort of makes us jump out of our bed in the morning 
just think of that one incident which made you jump out of your bed in the morning because you were going to do it that's your ikigai and follow it and uh, because that's going to that's the secret of a happy and a successful uh, and an altruistic life so i think following our ikigai is the most uh, important thing for any human that's beautiful ma'am i know i said that's going to be the last question but i have one last question i'm sure what is and that's very like this question matters to me a lot because i want to understand what is it for you what is your aim for humanity as a whole because i know you're working towards it i know you have some aim that you know what you want to improve around you so what is your aim for humanity as a whole because i know you're someone who believes that the world is one we are you know there's the geographical boundaries do not separate us they are just there but the whole world is you know one single village so what is your aim for humanity so uh, manik like i told you uh, love is my religion and uh, i believe uh, in loving people as much as i can but uh, then um, uh, i would also like to tell you that in life it is not where we reach that is important it is in the little moments you know that our ikigai lies wow. so my uh, so i don't have uh, any big goal to which i towards which i'm working but uh, every moment of my life i'm trying to do my best as much as i can and i hope that will snowball into something amazing uh, i hope i can tell you one day that i've done something very amazing but right now i'm working on every minute every second of my life to make a difference to the world mam you are someone full with love full with compassion and if you notice i had a smile throughout the podcast because it's such a pleasure to listen and talk you so know, manik i also had like a smile you. throughout because i was listening to you <laughs> so um, i mean you know i think it's both ways uh, i was enjoying my conversation with you as well you know it was uh, delightful you know i was answering all your queries and that was uh, you know sort of giving me an um, uh, ch- giving me a chance to explore my psyche as well so Uh, Monica Ma- I must thank you for giving me this opportunity amazing opportunity Ma'am it's a pleasure I think it was a roller coaster for me because there are a lot of stories that were very devastating and then there were a lot of stories that you know actually made me believe and you know trust more and more people and you know to sort of uh, fill my heart with joy that you know there are people like you exist uh, very close to me so ma'am thank you so much on being on the podcast and I look forward to a lot more conversation I hope this does not end here So so Manik uh, all those amazing questions that you asked me I mean you know that shows uh, what a noble hearted soul you are and uh, it's been my uh, it's been a absolute pleasure you know uh, being in conversation with you today and I've uh, really enjoyed every moment of it so um, uh, and I I I'm waiting for the day when I can uh, share that uh, great news that you know I've been able to make such a big difference uh, in the world I look forward to it as well ma'am thank, thank you, you so Manik. much thank you so much manik thank you manik